So uh, we've been talking about the law of attraction the last couple of weeks. What is it? How does it work? How do we best use it and use it to our advantage? Making sure that we're attracting, creating the outcomes that we want versus the outcomes uh, that we don't want. So uh, back to our formula here because this is our mathematical representation of how the law of attraction is is working. I think it's a, a great way to think about it. It makes it simple. It demystifies it. Uh, and you can see over here, so R is our reality or our law of attraction. We've got our three steps, our ask, our request to the universe, to God, um, to ourselves for the outcomes that we want. Step two, believe really going into the software, you know, who do I have to, to be? What are the, the beliefs I have to run in order to be in, line, in alignment with my request? And then step three, uh, receive, or as we like to call it, taking inspired action. Now, um, first starting with the request or the, the ask on a positive or negative, it's always one or the other, the universe does not care uh, if it's positive or negative, it's just going to hear what you're asking for. Um, it does not hear the word not. Um, so in our don't spill the milk tool, when you're thinking about not spilling milk, um, all you're going to think about is ways to spill and then uh, avoid doing that. So it's actually more of a request to spill milk versus pour carefully. Right? So. Um, First big step is, is setting the intention, making sure our requests are in a towards pattern. Um, we're asking for what we want versus what we don't want. And then, as I said in the email to you, the really vital component to this is the second part, emotional intensity meter, our EQ, our emotional quotient, uh, how our emotions uh, become in alignment or not alignment with our request. So if you're asking uh, for money, but you're feeling scarcity, well, now that uh, goes against the request. Or if you're uh, asking for love, but you're feeling, I don't know, um, you know, hatred or um, apathy or um, disconnected, yeah, it, that's an unask for love. Um, and then our third step, the amount of time that we spend in this emotional intensity, spend in this request throughout a day. So uh, rem another reminder to use the formula throughout your day, you can track, you know, how much time do you spend in these emotions, um, in these requests. And today I really want to focus on this emotional component here. So. Uh, First things first, um, you, you may have heard in uh, other settings, um, in traditional psychology, this is a common notion that emotions are neither right or wrong, they just are. And uh, that they are, emotions are not very much in our control. Um, you know, they just happen um, you know, they're indicators, they provide value to us, um, and we're just supposed to, to navigate 
how we respond to the world and how our um, emotions get triggered and you know not not labeling them as good or bad my pen's being a little goofy here um, not labeling them as good or bad but just acknowledging them um, this is one of the things that we agree with here at the inevitable you that uh, to to not place a judgment or place a label on the emotion as good or bad and and seeing things as they are not better or worse uh, but we we don't teach it as they just are and that emotions are not in our control um, emotions as we like to call it our software their software patterns you know so um, a th you have a thought and a thought is you know catalyzed and intensified by the emotion it's the lighter fluid it's the juice right so change a thought change an emotion or another way to think about it is you know we're constantly responding to data we're taking in things all the time uh, you know the world's happening um, we're taking actions and we create a meaning we assign a meaning to the data and based on that meaning we then assign a feeling an emotion so if you can take the same data and change the meanings change the equations the software programs the operating system that is creating the meaning yeah you can then change the feeling so emotions are very much in our control we can manage them more effectively we can direct them we can consciously activate our emotional intensity and again it's it's not to say that you you know shouldn't feel anger or you shouldn't feel sad and that that's placing a judgment on it but if you want to feel happier if you want to feel more excited if you want to tip the scales in your favor back to our formula and and enhance the results that you're going to produce using the law of attraction well yeah you know um, when we consciously direct and and change the emotional intensity that we're putting into this you're going to create entirely different results so I want you to think about you know what what have you been taught about emotions what were you trained to think that they're just totally out of our control that you know they just are and we just have to learn how to deal with it learn how to cope maybe go to anger management versus you know do you have more control than you once thought you know what do you believe as it re as it relates to this and your abilities to control and direct your emotions so uh, our emotional intensity meter again this is a great NLP neurolinguistic programming one of the main toolboxes here at the inevitable you it's a great tool of calibrating where we fall on the scale of 1 to 10 you know 0 being nothing uh, 10 being you know you've maxed out it can't get any more intense and this is for both sides positive and negative and when you intensify this is what we 
call associating, right? You're, you're uh, associating to that uh, emotion. When it's a zero, you're diminishing, you're dissociating. So you can just think of this as a little mythical box, you know, sitting in front of you measuring your emotional intensity. It's a great way to just, when you're, when you're doing your daily or near daily journaling, when you're checking in with yourself, you, you maybe want to use the, uh, we have a great tool called the timeline tool. That's a graph that allows you to plot throughout the course of a day. Where, where are you? What's your emotional intensity? Are you on a, you know, negative eight? Are you at a positive two? You deposited it where and then you can see it gets a great visual representation where on this scale between positive and negative do you spend the most time throughout a day so um, first things first being able to calibrate where you currently are and then make decisions from there oh wow I, I see I spend way more time than I thought on the negative side of things on, on the half empty more stress anxiety uh, side of things and I, I want to feel more at ease I want to feel more peaceful more confident you know oh I, I see I, I spend a lot of time on sadness I want to feel more happy throughout my day how, how would I go about doing that that's when we introduce all of the great software tools that we cover here as far as changing the meanings, changing our response to the data that the world is presenting us. So <clears throat> with associating and dissociating, one awesome tool that we've done before, and I'm not gonna do it tonight because it's a longer tool and um, you can do it on your own. I highly recommend it if you haven't done it. You, you can actually find it uh, at the member site. Just look up uh, associate dissociate I think it's in the new you section under new tools but you can search for it it'll it'll pop right up in there in your search results it follows the formula very closely because it's a very real experiential way to to um, to apply the formula seeing how you can really actually consciously direct and change your emotions and basically uh, the the tool is you take a medium uh, on a scale of one to ten a medium intensity memory of a conflict you know a conflict that you had with someone recently about a six to seven out of ten and you're gonna it's a it's a visualization exercise you close your eyes you put yourself back there you see them just as they were see them you know, uh, just as intensely as they were. You go back right into the conflict, you know. What was their facial expressions? What, what were they, uh, you know, saying to you? And what was their body language like? You know, how were you responding? Were you, was it yelling? Or maybe one was silent, the other was yelling. You know, so you're going back, putting yourself back in that memory just as it was. And the first step that we do is we take it and we put it on a big IMAX screen and just like those big you know THX uh, um, stereo sound that comes on in the IMAX theater you're hearing the 
you know, sound increase, intensify. You're looking at this big screen. You're, you're intensifying it, associating more to the emotion that you had in that memory. And then you recalibrate on a scale of one to 10. You know, did your number go up or down? 75% of the time when I do this in, a, in an audience setting, uh, people say it goes up. Occasionally we'll have someone that uh, it actually goes down. Um, so it can actually work in reverse. Uh, but that's the first step and then we do it in the flip side. So close your eyes again and we're actually gonna put it on a small screen. And my pen does not wanna cooperate. To small screen, uh, we're gonna animate it or you know put uh, cartoon elements to it. So you pick your favorite cartoon, whether it's Bugs Bunny, you put the Bugs Bunny ears on the person you're arguing with, put his little, and hey, what's up doc, his goofy little voice. And uh, you're making it more of a comedic representation. Um, and take this little screen, you know, one of those small little television screens, you bring it outside across the street, put it on the neighbor's yard, go back in the house, look through the window, watch the argument from inside your house, and then recalibrate. Now for most, it's generally more than the, the IMAX screen um, visualization, which is interesting, but most will say that it goes down at least you know, considerably, um, you know, down to a two or three. <clears throat> so that's one example. If you wanna uh, experience other tools like this, strict NLP, because this actually comes out of one of the original NLP books, um, and I believe it's NLP, the new technology of achievement, I believe it's called by um, Grindler and Bandler, I believe are their names. Some of the first uh, authors um, of the NLP um, technology. Um, you can also get, uh, what's it called? Um, NLP for Dummies <laughs> is actually a, a good resource that has a lot of these original exercises. There's more than just this movie um, or screen uh, experience that you can use to to experience the power of association and dissociation. So again, the question, if you actually do these exercises and not just think about it, follow the instructions, do it correctly, you know, what do you now know about your abilities to control emotions? You're gonna surprise yourself if you really do this. You know, um, one of the, the great examples that I have of this kind of uh, technology and tools is from the uh, a Tony Robbins seminar. Um, I think I've talked about it before in these calls, but uh, his four-day Unleash the Power Within, you know, first night or maybe second night, you're doing a fire walk, so that's already people are jazzed up. You know, he's going for... 12, 14 hour days, they're putting loud music on, he's cueing every, everyone every you know, 15 minutes, get up, jump around, you know, high five your neighbor. And it's really, it's a great way to just see how much you can actually 
get yourself excited by just putting some awesome music on, by jumping around, by celebrating. And so he's huge into physiology, our greatest tool. You know, so are you, do you get up, jump around to get yourself excited? Are you still sitting in your chair, visualizing getting excited? You're actually, are you actually gauging your, your body, your nervous system? Um, so, highly recommend it. Find the tool on the website, and if you can't, uh, or if you're having trouble, just let me know. I'll send you a link, um, and pick up those books, or you could probably even YouTube it. I'm sure uh, you'll find something on this. It's a it's a really fun exercise. Next tool, uh, one we we talk about ad nauseum, one of our favorites, the I Have a Dream speech. You know, so when we're talking about Windows 2030, how do I be the greatest version of me? How do I believe in that and, and, and get those goosebumps, which is the number one rule to the I Have a Dream speech? It's gotta, it's gotta engage some emotions. It's gotta give you goosebumps. It's gotta make the hair on your neck and your arms stand up. Because then you know it's actually creating something for you. It's engaging a different emotional matrix. And so, you know, this follows the SMART goals tool that says, you know, we put it to get in that top 10% of achievers, you put your goals in a SMART format, specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and time-based. And in order to get to the top 1 to 3%, and not only is it a, a in a smart format, it's set as an outcome having already happened, and you write it as an I have a dream speech, just like Martin Luther King's I have a dream one day the sons of former slaves and sons of former slave owners will break bread at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream. You know, just like that iconic speech that day, you create your own I have a dream. Could be for your health, could be for your business your leadership, your love. And imagine having that kind of emotional connection to one of your own outcomes. You know, and so the question we always love to ask is pretty awesome tool. You know, when you hear, oh yeah, I've not, never really thought about that. I love that. Have you ever used it? Well, most people, uh, everyone should have their hands raised because, yeah, um, you may not have you may not have done it as an I have a dream, but a lot a lot of people do it as the opposite. I have a nightmare. I have a nightmare. Oh my God, I can't do this. What if I fail? What if it doesn't work out? Or. I can't do this. This is so hard. I can't wake up in the morning early to go to the gym and oh my diet it's so hard to do and I just want something sweet and so we run these I have a nightmare habitual sentences and so when we when we look at this and we hear a common 
yeah, you know, it sounds good. I don't know if I can really control my emotions, and I'm not that kind of person. I can't just get jazzed up. I can't, I can't put those emotions in my body. I don't know how to do that. Oh, yeah, you, you do. Everyone does. It's just that most do it on the opposite side. They put anxiety and stress and anger and, and all these other emotions in their body unconsciously because it's learned. It's a habit. It's programmed. It's back to software. It's a program. You, you learned it somewhere. You learned it as a strategy. You know, so if stress was a strategy to avoid something undesirable, you know, there's value to it. And so we look at this, we look at how and why the current software is the way that it is, and we have tools to modify it, to, to you know, stop the old pattern, interrupt the old pattern, and create a new habit. Run and I have a dream, speech instead of an I have a nightmare, or even worse, the I have above averageness, which is a far more, far more sinister and challenging software to be in than the I have a nightmare. Because at least I have a nightmares can sometimes produce some results. You're afraid of getting sick? Well, you'll, you'll you know, be more motivated to, to do healthy things. You know, run more or, or, or eat better. You're afraid to, uh, you know, go bankrupt? Yeah, you'll, you'll create money. But it's just not, it's not framed as a towards pattern. You know, when do, when do you ever get to feel wealthy in that kind of pattern? So back to I have above averageness, you know, good being the enemy of great. Because you settle and it's comfort and it's safety. And, and good is good, right? Why do I have to be great? Isn't good good enough? And, and it's never a judgment, it's consciousness to know that if you want change, you know, back to what we're talking about tonight, if you want conscious activation of your emotions, you know, increase your EQ, your emotional quotient, your ability to not only change and direct your own emotions, but do this for other people, and be an EQ heart-centered, you know, leader. And and how do, how would I do that? How can I inspire others to be more than they are? Yeah, well, yeah, it's a decision. It starts with the decision to be to be great and not be, you know, stuck or plateaued in these above-average places. Because in above-average, there's there's not much incentive to, you know, if things are already good and you're you're trucking along, you're moving, you're you're coasting. That's a far worse enemy to these greatness places that we're talking about because it's comfort, it's good, it's safe. <clears throat> so it's a decision to be more than you are today and want more and create more and you know acknowledging emotions as yeah not good or bad as software and if you want more passion, if you want more excitement, you want more happiness it starts with these tools. It starts with 
this awareness and knowing that you can consciously change this as you wish.